coming up on the 70% Podcast. And every child should be able to feel safe, respected, and comfortable in their space. Every child. Right. No matter if they're transgender, male, female, whatever. Every child or every person uh, should be should feel uh, safe, respected, and comfortable in their space. And we don't know for sure exactly what is being said in those classrooms. You're setting yourself up for this. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. That's fine. But look at where we are now. Right. And as, as parents, we should be uh, more involved. Do not and, get afraid and, or be yeah. afraid of yeah. being called a domestic terrorist. Yeah. We, we need to be more involved in what our kids are learning in, in that school. <laughs> Critical race theory in the beginning, I was like, hey, I was staunch about, no, this needs to be taught. When I researched it and understood how it's being taught, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm like, are you kidding me? We're teaching black people that we're, we're inferior? Illegally. Can, can, can I say something that's going to be un, un, unpopular? Sure. As a black person in America, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's in office, I win. How so? The 70% Podcast with your host, Amy Alexander and Mike Sewell. So thanks for joining the 70% podcast this evening and we're going to talk about some good stuff tonight we are we ha- there's so we're much gonna, we're gonna, it, it, there is a lot there's so there's much. a lot last week we were talking about let's go let's go brandon yeah we talked about that a little because bit. that's now like a swear word or something offensive mm-hmm. i heard on the radio um a local station that he uh the radio personality his son went to school with a let's go brandon shirt on and they called the mom uh, sounds like they're divorced or whatever. Called the mom and had him them her come pick him up. Are you kidding me? I'm not. Uh, what in what bizarre world are we in now? <laughs> this is this is really a bizarre world that we're, we're in, in the Since Obama Biden bizarre world. It's it's actually. Ugh. I just came from um, a parent meeting uh, about the. Some things that are going on mm-hmm. in, in, in our kids' high school. Now, I'm not going to tell you specifically the high school or where it's at or anything like that, but here's, here's what's happening. Okay? okay. There's a person who was born what we consider traditionally a male. Biologically a male. Correct. Who f- doesn't f- feel... Um, comfortable in the men's room because they feel they identify as a female. Okay. So this person is now by federal law allowed to go into the girl's bathroom. So there, this one person is just one person in the school. Okay. Mm-hmm is allowed to make X amount of people feel uncomfortable because that one person is uncomfortable in the, in the, in the, in, right. the, in the men's room. Okay. So a friend of mine and, and I, I, I struggle with this. Okay. Because I have people in my family who are uh, in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. Um, it's not, and, and, and I love them. They're my people, you know, mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a problem with the community itself, but I do have a problem when you have uh, one person that's able to make, you know, a hundred people feel uncomfortable. I just, I don't think that's, that's a, right. I, I don't think it should, it should work that way. But anyway, a friend of mine, I was sitting down talking uh, to her the other day and she was like, you know what, this, this is not about um, sexuality or, or or how a person feels or anything like that. This is more about uh, safety and and making children themselves feel comfortable right. in general. So all children. So even the, the, the person who uh, considers themselves a transgender mm-hmm. and the male students and the female students, they all need to feel safe, right. uh, comfortable in their own space. 
Yes. And I agree. However. Okay. How do you, when you have differing views about what that comfortable space is mm-hmm. and who is allowed the comfortable space, like everybody should have a comfortable space, mm-hmm. but like you're saying, you don't want a man, a biological man in the bathroom with your daughter. I, I do not. And I don't know if there are any issues or any complaints or anything like that, but if it makes the girls uncomfortable, then, then where is, but see that that's the thing that's, I I think that's where, and, and this, the, the, my friend that I, that I was talking to helped me understand this as well. And because I was having a hard time with that myself, I'm like, look, this person should not be allowed to make these people feel uncomfortable even if they feel uncomfortable, right. you know, one person shouldn't be able to make the populace feel uncomfortable. And she was like, Mike, let's first off, these are kids we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And she's right. Right. And every child should be able to feel safe, respected and comfortable in their space. Every child. Right. No matter if they're transgender, male, female, uh, pansexual, whatever. Every child or every person right. uh, should be should feel uh, safe, respected, and comfortable in their space. Okay. So that's the issue. That's the main issue because that, that particular child doesn't feel safe, comfortable, and respected in the men's room. Mm-hmm. So they feel that they would be safe, comfortable, and respected in the female or in, in the, the women's, women's room. bathroom. But then the women... But now the women... Feel, right. the, or the, so the girls you, in there, there feel uncomfortable. There are only two things that you can do. Okay, what's you that? You can remove that uncomfortable person from the situation, or you can change the attitudes of the people that are feeling uncomfortable. I disagree. I disagree. One of the things that my friend said that we that should be done mm-hmm. is single bathrooms. Right. Why don't they get to use the teacher's lounge bathroom? Well, you have, one, you have a bathroom that has a toilet, and a shower and because you know they got to change for for class or whatever or or take a shower before mm-hmm. you know after uh sports or whatever so you have a toilet a shower a sink in this in this bathroom mm-hmm. just like you do at home and you have a door and you have four or five of those bathrooms in the school that anybody can use anytime so there's no male there's no more male or female bathrooms Right, we have that. There are unisex bathrooms all over the place. Right. So, but and but you take away the the male female mm-hmm. component to that, right. and just make bathrooms. It's just a bathroom. What about so gyms? anybody can like, use the bathroom. What about locker rooms? And and that's what I'm saying. So in the in the in when you get ready to go change for the gym, mm-hmm. the kids line up. They go into one of the bathrooms. They change and they come out and they go to gym class. When they're ready to come back, they go back into the class. They go back to the bathroom. They change. They take a shower. They change, and they come out of the bathroom. And the next child goes in there. Now everybody, it's a single bathroom. That circumvents a lot of different things. One, you don't have a group setting where people are in the bathroom vaping or smoking or whatever the kids are doing these days. Smoking in the boys' room. Sorry, (laughs) I'm not a singer. I shouldn't even do Uh, that. No, that was okay. That was okay. Thanks. I'm not gonna. Change my day job. But. You know who I wanted? I would love, okay, one of my favorite artists is King Brown. And I would love to be able to sing like him. Okay. He's got a deep voice like I do. Mm-hmm. and But I can't sing to save my life. Anyway. Back Transgender bathrooms in right. high school. <laughs> <laughs> I got squirreled away a little bit. Come back, Mike. <laughs> I'm throwing off the fishing line. Uh, uh. But, uh, um, I, I just think that that the narrative of of people in general feeling safe and comfortable in their own space is where we should have this argument. It should not be because here's the thing: Do you have anything against? I mean, be completely candid. Be mm-hmm. completely, do you have anything against transgender people, or gay people, or LGBTQ? People? No, not at all. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to feel uncomfortable in your space, correct? Um. I guess I don't even think about it that well, way. I just personally, if I'm standing in the in the in the men's stall, mm-hmm. okay, 
and a transgender person walks in with a dress on and hair and makeup and looks like a woman or whatever the case may be, and then pulls up their skirt and, and they're going just like I'm going in the, in the stall, that's going to make me uncomfortable. Why? Not because, you know there are transgender people not, out there, and right. if that guy has a penis, right. but he wants to dress in dresses, mm-hmm. then why are you uncomfortable? Um, because for me, it's not, it's not my norm, okay? And it, it's not against that person. Right. It's just for for me. This is who I am. So, so just just you. like no, just like it's not okay for me to make that person feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not okay for that person to make me feel uncomfortable either. Okay. You're never gonna survive in a world where nobody can make anybody feel uncomfortable. But if but if you're in a space where you should be able to feel comfortable, you're in a men's room or you're in a bathroom in general. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this should go uh, uh, throughout when it comes to any bathrooms. So instead of having um, a bathroom, like a men's room, and you have seven different, you know, urinals and, you know, five different stalls to go, you know, number two in. There should just be a sign that says him or her or whatever. There should just be one, there should just be a bathroom where you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that's in there is a toilet and a sink. How do you? And you have four or five Mike, of them sitting sitting in a row. You're talking about reconstructing school buildings. Even even if let's just say hypothetically, you took out, mm-hmm. you took the sinks, okay, and you put them outside. So you have to. So you go into this this stall, and you have a you have a you know it's it's an open space, and every toilet has a door with a lock on it. Mm-hmm. And you open that door, you walk in, you lock the door behind you, you use the bathroom, you come back out, you walk into the common space, and okay. you wash your hands. Okay? So, so even girls if and boys did, will be there, just right, like in right, a college but, dorm. Co- correct. So you, a but co-ed they, but, dorm. But you have, you have that, that space where you can use the, the, the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you would be and more comfortable with that. It's a, it's a stall, top to bottom. The doors are closing, and it's top to bottom. You, it's, it's just like walking into your bathroom at home, except you don't have a sink in there or a shower in there. It's just a toilet in a closet. You walk in, you close the door, you the lock it. The water closet. <laughs> <laughs> the so, so people could, so anybody could see you walking into this space, but they can't see what you're doing in there once you're in there. So you can do whatever it is that you need to right. do in there, and then you walk out into the common space in the common area, and you wash your hands. Well, what's the big deal? Right, but. They, I mean, men have been trained to piss pee, sorry, in urinals for a long time. Like, why? Well, now they got to sit down. So what? But you don't, you have to sit down. I don't think just because there's a toilet, that means you have to sit down. I guess uh, it depends if you want to so, sit down. So what you're saying is that women would have, would have to clean up every time they go to the bathroom because some man went in there and sprayed all over the place. Well, quit doing that. Me? I sit down. <laughs> okay, this has gotten <laughs> way past the... Okay, welcome to the 70% podcast, everybody. I'm so teasing. Here teasing. we go. I'm, no. I'm just being silly. Yeah. No, it is unfortunate that there you have to go to school board meetings in order to uh, voice your opinion on this. Right. I think... I mean, those are good ideas, Mike, but, you know, our governments whether it's local state whatever would prefer to spend money on other things than to make everybody happy like that it's not about making everybody happy it's about making everyone everyone feel safe and respected in their space okay so let's take happy let's take the loudon school district for for example there was a transgender person who was allowed to use the 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 girl's bathroom Mm -hmm. okay and this person um uh, sexually assaulted a person, uh, a young lady in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of the school board, uh, the school itself and the school board um, prosecuting this person, mm-hmm. they sent this person to a different school. Yes, and they and, and they and they put this stuff and they and they brushed this stuff under the rug. Now this person um, was sent to a different school, and then they did the same thing, right, in a different school. And then that's when all of this came out. 
mm-hmm. you know, that, that these things were happening in the school well, board was pushing it under the rug. And now the parents are being told that they are domestic terrorists because they're speaking up against that type of stuff mm-hmm. and speaking up against critical race theory mm-hmm. and speaking up, you know, as parents, right? they're speaking up against these things and they're being told. Parents are being told that, that there th- are, it's none of their business. It's basically. none of their business. And, and if you want to keep pushing the issue, mm-hmm. we're going to consider you domestic terrorists. Right. And that's BS for sure. Well, in addition, that what was that article I sent you today? So if you have the cold. <laughs> you have the cold. <laughs> if you go to school. Yes. As a child, you send, if you, as a parent, if you send your child to school. And you have the cold. And, and, you, and this, the school decides that uh, across the board this day, mm-hmm. they're going to uh, uh, um, give everyone a shot. Mm-hmm. And if your child is in school that day, right, it's then up by to you proxy, to know. By proxy, yes. you're saying it's okay for right. them to do that. It's up to you to know that the days that the shots are given for colds, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to keep your kids out of school. Right. Nowhere in that article you sent me did it say whether or not those kids would be considered truant. If those kids would be, uh, do you let that? I mean, now there are a majority of kids that are um, protected from the cold. Mm-hmm. And so how is that going to reflect? Are the kids that aren't going to feel comfortable? I, I don't understand when and how the parents, like, don't have any more rights. We they they they. We, we used to have ge- the PTA meetings. Right. We used to have you know the parents used to be able to go to school. Our generation and lost make control. It's our generation, Mike. Our generation lost control of the situation. We allowed ourselves two parent working households needed to be better than the Joneses and have all the stuff that the industrial revolution brought us and allowed and left the rearing of our children to these public entities. And you you really think that that's, that's where we lost that? I, do you? And now we're trying to fight to get that back? Right. Yes, that's exactly what I think. I don't understand how you can call parents who are concerned about their children domestic terrorists. No, I'm not. Right. I don't agree with that at all. I'm only saying that for about 30 decades now, we relied on the school system to teach our kids what they need to know without paying attention to what those kids are actually learning. I mean, in some cases, yeah. And I'm told, I mean, this is being very generalizing right, right now. So right. I'm not, no, I, I understand mean, what you're saying. anybody not, that's listening, like, no, I totally number. paid yeah. attention, you know, whatever right. and got involved. Right. But now that, I mean, now look what's going on. And now all these parents are like, well, I got to start homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that should have probably started about 20 years ago, but guess what? They didn't think homeschool, the, the, the institution of our education didn't allow homeschooling or didn't make homeschooling a beneficial way for a kid to grow up. Right. Homeschooling, charter schooling, private schooling. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to educate children today mm-hmm. um, without public schooling. And if the public school system is not going to listen to the parents, they're not going to respect parents' rights. Mm-hmm then in my opinion, it's time to pull the kids out of the damn school. Yeah. Either homeschool them, send them to a charter school, or send them to a private school. There are grants, government grants, Mm -hmm. that you can get to send your child to a private school. So, you know, okay, so you're not Christian. You know what? Guess what? Send your kid to a Christian school. You don't have to worry about all of this crap that's going on in public school. The Christian school is going to respect you as a parent. Mm -hmm. Okay? So what? They, They have Christian beliefs. Okay, now, I mean, whatever. If you if you want to protect your children, right. if you want your rights back, get your kids out of public school. I'm lucky. My daughter has one more year, mm-hmm. and um, how do I say this respectfully of everyone else? Um, I've been blessed enough 
to raise her in a way that she is very, um, she's respectful of everyone's rights and beliefs, mm-hmm. but at the same time, she's very strong in her beliefs. Right. So she's she's actually the president of the of a diversity club in in her school, and although she advocates for diversity, there are some things that she believes, you know, to her in, in herself in her private life that should not be should not be done. And and I'm not going to go into detail. I don't right. want to put my but there daughter, is like a natural progression of things that should be just left right. alone. But but as a parent. You know, I'm able to um, help her develop and teach her that she can have her own mind. She can, she can, she can feel her the, the way she wants to feel and mm-hmm. and have her own belief system. You know, and for the school to take that away from parents is absolutely ridiculous. And we're allowing this to happen. We have been allowing it to happen. So we went through the and again generalizing, but you know, the '60s and '70s. All those people that ended up being college professors were very liberal and very um, in with the system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they don't think, you know, it takes a village to raise a child hmm. kind of attitude towards education. And those are the ones that ended up becoming the teachers and the professors and everything else mm-hmm. that have been, I mean, it's. When you have a group of students, say 70, well, let's just take it from like a grade school level. You have 25 kids that are required, required to sit in those classes all day long. And we don't know for sure exactly what is being said in those classrooms. You're setting yourself up for this. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. That's fine. But look at where we are now. Right. And as, as parents, we should be uh, more involved. Do not and, get afraid and, or be yeah. afraid of yeah. being called a domestic terrorist. Yeah. We, we need to be more involved in what our kids are learning in, in that school and what they're being taught in school. There's some, there's some schools, and, and don't, don't, don't quote me on this or anything like that because these were stupid YouTube videos and stuff like that that I've watched. Um, but there's some, in some schools... They're, the 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 books that they're that students are reading about sex in general are very graphic mm-hmm. okay and we're talking about fifth and sixth graders it's extremely graphic about this tommy did such and such to bobby right now it's and they're trying to make it commonplace right and it's absolutely ridiculous that that would that that type of material mm-hmm. would be allowed in any school system. Right. And I have nothing against the gay community. I have not. No, I mean, if it's, that's it's not about to that. each your it's own, about, their own and whatever, about, but it's, 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 it's about teaching young children about all of this, this sexual stuff that they don't. Here's the thing. Nobody taught us this crap when we were kids and we learned it anyway. Mm-hmm. They're going to learn it. Life is going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. They're going to learn about well, sex. Well, it should be the parent responsibility. Ex- exactly. And I think anyway. too many parents just, uh, you know what? Hey, the school, I mean, they're in school all day. I'm at work all day. Let's just, the teachers will figure it out and teach them what they need to teach them. Um, and I... Well, then we I know a lot of people that are teachers. Also, yeah, divorce rate is up. We got the one parent households, whether it's the father or the mother, they're trying to work and 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 and, and take care of you know mm-hmm. take care of the responsibilities of the household. Well, even some people that aren't working aren't taking responsibility for their kids' lives. But mm-hmm. it doesn't the the point of the story being there are ways to make sure that you take ownership of whatever it is. That your kids are learning, right? Um, you know, have those conversations with them. If they come home and say, "Oh my God, you don't want to believe what we're learning today," and you don't agree with it, let the school board know, right? You know, right. I, I, there, I feel like there are a lot of people just kind of bitching about stuff on social media, and but not, not really. And and guys, social media is a great way to vent and to exchange information, but it is not a way to fix things. So, so here's the deal. Here's the gist of the conversation. Here's the, here's the meat and potatoes. Parents, you have kids in school. We need to get out there 
and find out exactly what's going on in these schools. Mm -hmm. We need to bring back the PTA type meetings. Mm -hmm. We need to get involved in what's going on in the school board. Mm -hmm. We need to go sit in those meetings. And and they even have Zoom now where a lot of school board meetings are being Zoomed. So you don't even have to be at the meeting. You could just sit on your computer or your phone Mm -hmm. and Zoom into these meetings, you know, Mm -hmm. and and be a parent's. We need to get involved yes. in what's happening in the school systems and what's happening with our children today. Right. Okay. This hands-off parenting where we send our kids to school for eight hours and like, oh, thank God the kids are gone. No, we, we can't do right. that anymore because they're, they're being taught things. Yeah. I can't wait till August. I get, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, some, summer is, oh my God, summer's here. Okay, I can't wait to send the kid back. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's send them back to school, but let's send them back to school knowing what they're being taught. Mm-hmm. Let's get, we have to get involved. And I know it's tough to work eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or 12 hours a day or whatever it is as a parent that you're working. Right. And have to come home and go to a PTA meeting or go to a school board meeting or anything like that. I know it's tough. But if we don't, put checks and balances on what our government officials Mm -hmm. are doing, Mm -hmm. they are running amok. And it's our fault. It is. Because we haven't checked them in so long. Right. They're just just doing it. Um, Things change. The administration changes, the curriculum changes, and we're just like, okay, well, they're still going to school from 7.30 to 3.30 and getting grades. What we're worried about is, did you get an A in math? Did you get a B in science? Mm-hmm. Did you get a C in history? That's all we're worried about. Mm-hmm. What grades did you get in school? Right. Not what you're learning to get Not those grades. Not what you're learning specifically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do. We need to be more concerned as parents about what our children are learning and less concerned about the grade that they get. Do, do we want our kids to get good grades? Yes. But guess what? The, every child is not going to be a freaking A student, period. Okay? Some kids are going to be C students, and we need to just be freaking happy that they're C students. Okay? Right. We need to get off of this high horse about uh, we want our children to be, you know, this, this academic I think we've, genius right. or I think we've learned enough in the last two decades, especially the last decade, to know that a high school or college education doesn't necessarily tell you where you're going to end up in life. Absolutely. Here, here's the thing. I, in high school, my third year in ninth grade, was voted the least likely, least likely to succeed. Okay? Okay. Now, if you look at all the people I grew up with, um, I'm a lot more successful <laughs> yeah. than, than they are. You're doing all right. Well, yeah. No, mm-hmm. not only did I get a ma- uh, a uh, uh, associate's degree in marketing, mm-hmm. but I also got a, a bachelor's degree in business, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, bec- became a, uh, a decent, halfway decent realtor. And I was stu- wondering what the second that <laughs> other word was so before I agreed. Yeah, you yeah. are a great realtor. Uh, study for my uh, studying for my broker's license right now, and mm-hmm. and probably open own, my own brokerage next year. Mm-hmm. You know, so when it comes to 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 how kids learn and whether or not they're going to be successful, it has absolutely nothing to do with the grades, and it has everything to do with 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 the with the uh, child's um, ability to overcome. Mm-hmm. And to succeed on their own, you know. So some children are going to have, um, and I'm putting this in quotes, ADD or ADHD or whatever mm-hmm. you want to freaking call it. Okay, mm-hmm. every student doesn't learn the same way, right? You know, there was a study uh, about, and I think Jenny uh, said it. There was a study about black students who, if they if they had snacks while they were eat while they were learning, they learned more. Or they learned better mm-hmm. that way while they're having snacks. Right. Brain but, food, though, not like uh, right. chocolate yeah. No. and... Yeah, no, like you know. nuts and stuff like yeah. that. But let's let's just change that. Let's just say, you know, student A or student B or whatever. Student A is, you know, he's a little bit more rambunctious or whatever than student B. Mm-hmm. You know, student B is a little bit more studious. He could sit in his seat or whatever. case. Nine times out of ten, when you look at statistically, okay, mm-hmm. who who's running companies who's the entrepreneurs of the world, they're C students. Yeah, there are. Or, or students that have failed. Right. The A students are working for the C students. Yeah, uh, entrepreneurship is definitely 
developed by people that have more of a creative creative is that right thinking, brain or left big, brain big thinking B- big yeah ability yeah right brained um the right brain thinking uh and yet left brain conscientious when you look at entrepreneurs like an Elon Musk, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a different kind of category because I'm pretty sure that guy is not from Earth. <laughs> when you hear him talk, he's trying to get back home, everybody. He said that he was different. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. He, he said himself that he's different. Well, you know? and I think right brain creativity. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. of you possess that. I have. I'm very left. I mean, I'm very statistical, and yeah. um, I try to be, you know, logical. I. But I'm also very right brain where I just sure. ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, my brain is like all I do really my in uh, my existence is putting puzzle pieces together in my brain. And I, and personally, I'm all over the place. I, I'm literally all over, like in, in a in a 24. Well, not 24 hours. Let's say because I work probably you know 12, 13 hours a day. So in a in a 12 or 13 hour day, mm-hmm. okay. I, I literally go from, okay, I'm, I'm working on this particular project as an agent, and as I'm, as I'm going through the day, my mind is, is focused on, okay, so now I, I want to be a, uh, uh, a broker, and then, oh, I'm going to open a brokerage, and then, oh, I'm going to have 25 uh, agents mm-hmm. underneath me, oh, I'm going to, and literally, my mind is, and then I swirl back to, oh, yeah, I got to go on vacation next week with my daughter. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to write a novel. Yeah. Uh, and that ha- well, right. I'm thinking about writing a novel. That happens to the best of us. I, yeah. Right. I honestly think that the definition of ADD applies to all of us. It's just the extent to it mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And I also truly believe that there is a lot in our diet and our atmosphere, or our environment that is triggering yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I also believe that there are peop- there are some people that are just truly linear. Mm-hmm. They can sit and just focus on one thing at a time and do it extremely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that doesn't you know mean, I mean if you can't do that, and, you're not going to be successful. But that's what the school system is teaching you. That you have to sit down and you have to... You have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, do this, this particular project and you have to do it right. well and you have to get an A and this, that, and the other. The school system is teaching everybody or making us all believe that the only way to success is through the path of education. Uh, education. Yep. Absolutely. And that's not necessarily true. Yes. Do you know, you need to know the ways of the world and you need, you know, I would say through eighth grade, you should be getting your general eds. Once you hit high school, if you have something that you're passionate about, say it's economics, mm-hmm. say it's philosophy, mm-hmm. you should be able to start Building on building that. on that and what your I mean, if you're an artist and you love art, mm-hmm. why are you being forced to take do, calculus? Do you know in the New York City school system they do it that way? They have specialized high schools. That's the way they do it in other countries. Business for people who are uh, uh artists or whatever because in New York City they have specialized high schools for people who are who want to specialize in something, you know, other than the right. traditional way of of, of uh, being educated, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, that should be across the board. Yeah, right. absolutely, in my opinion, yeah, absolutely correct. Well, that should be across the like board. A Juilliard, I mean, Juilliard, yeah, yeah. When we were growing yeah. up. Yeah, we're all about the same age when we were growing up. Right, fame. Yeah, no uh, doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Just hanging out in the cafeteria. Uh, that was, <laughs> I got most oh my. <laughs> That, was, that, that, that brought my passion. Oh, my dancing. God. Jennifer like, Beale made a sweatshirt off the shoulder, the most popular thing on the planet. Uh, of course. But, <laughs> I mean, look back at the podcast we did, just kind of impromptu with um, Amy, you and your nephew, Eli. Mm-hmm. Eli is a very creative individual. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking out of class here. He said so. And he had a rough time. Conforming to names. the, yeah, yeah. conforming. My daughter, second semester sophomore. We went, it was too much of a distraction for, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but she ended up doing um, the online learning. Mm -hmm. That's where we're heading. We have the technology to do that. Yeah, there were some tough things socially. Everyone Mm -hmm. was yelling at us going, how could you? This is against the, Mm -hmm. you know, the the traditional way of doing it. She seems fine. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a very well. And and, and here's here's the thing. My daughter, she loves school. Yeah. 
not because she wants to learn, because she wants to socialize. Exactly. Yeah. She loves being around sure. people. She loves social. If you're not a now, social get, being, school don't, can don't, be very don't, intimidating. Don't get me wrong. I mean, she's a smart girl. I mean, she's she's taking college classes in the summertime and stuff like that all on her own. Yeah. You know, she actually her. forced she me to let her do great. stuff like that. But So she's a smart kid. However, her, her, her main reason for going to school is so that she could be around people. She's an extrovert. She loves school. She loves being around her people. Love she loves being in clubs. Yeah. I know. You know, she loves being in like clubs. It was like Miss Party loved, in school or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. She enjoys yeah. that stuff, and she mm-hmm. gets decent grades. You know, she is she a straight-A student? No. But does she get good grades? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So there's some students or some kids that conform to that and love it, and it's okay. What I'm getting at, you know, to st- when we started this conversation off, um, and, and it wasn't, it's not specifically about transgender. What it's about is we are allowing our school boards to run amok. Mm-hmm. We are allowing the, 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 the public school system in general to run amok and we're not doing anything about it. And as parents, we need to step up, mm-hmm. step in and take control. Right. Because without our students, guess what? They don't have a freaking job. Right. The well, school board doesn't have a job. The teachers don't have a job. Let's move them all to private schools. Let's move them to charter schools. Let's mm-hmm. move them to a place that they're going to listen to us as parents. Right. And I don't know that run amok is necessarily the, tr- when I think of it, you know, run amok, I feel like that's sounds like it's not organized at all. It is very organized, but it's organized to their um, agenda agenda into their way of thinking mm-hmm. and um, it it doesn't allow it doesn't allow for things like patriotism it doesn't allow for things like um, free thought that doesn't conform to whatever it is that they're well, and, and see that's the thing this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue this is a, this is our kids we're talking this is our kids about this is you're talking about the next generation or the the generations that are eventually going to be running this country right. and in control while we are trying to comfortably um, retire, get, get on with our golden years. Yeah. Um, and do we want our kids to be, you know, these or the people that are running the country? Do we want them to be d- 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 divided by race? No. I mean, after how many years already? We've been divided by race for... For decades. For centuries. It's, a, it's, it's not for already. Do we still want to perpetuate that? Do we want our children to continue that? So critical race theory being taught as if, you know, and, and you know me. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about this. We had the podcast about it. I'm a, I'm a, a, a advocate for critical race theory. As long as it's being taught as this is our history. Mm-hmm. Not this is how we have to or are going to end up being. You know, if we're, if we're teaching our children that these are the things that happened. Right. Okay. And I was talking to you the other day when we were sitting down. If, if black people had, uh, people from Africa, black people from Africa had built, built boats and sailed across the seas and came to America, we would have conquered the Indians as well. Mm-hmm. We would have taken over the, the United States. And if we went into Europe and seen that white people were being enslaved and sold, we would have bought those slaves and then eventually circumvented that process and grabbed our white slaves and brought them here to the United States to work our fields. Okay. It, here's the thing. Back then, that's what happened. We were conquering. We were conquering the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what people were doing. Does it make it right? Absolutely not. Right. It doesn't make it right. However, that's what happened. And guess what? White people came out on top. Great. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Today, we don't have to live that way. No. We don't ha- we're not victims anymore as black people. And white people aren't perpetuating racist thoughts and patterns not all of anymore. Them. Some well, I mean, come on. Yeah. Some some white people out there still talking about let's let's send them back to Africa and blah 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 blah. Right. And little do they know if they sent us back to Africa, we'd end up taking over the United States. But anyway, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole other ball game. That's a whole that's like, we're not even going to get into that conversation. <laughs> um, 
So are there are there pockets out there that are like that? Absolutely. Right. But to, but for the large populace, and that's the reason why for this, we have this show. Mm-hmm. Because we truly believe in our hearts that 70% of people living in, 70% of Americans in the United States are not racist. No. We're not against each other. We, we would, don't hate one another. We would just like the the tension to go away, the back and forth to go away, the race baiting to go away, the everything that they are doing to keep us divided. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't fall into that category, but we are also the silent majority. Right. So we're not making a noise big enough to get them to understand that they're not going to get away with it forever. They can't. I, I have to go back to... You know how we started this conversation off with the with the the, the school board and the system mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If we want things to change, we need to be more actively involved as parents to to um, uh, make the change in our children. Mm-hmm. You know, so that they can continue the change as 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 they grow up and become productive members of society. Right. Right. Without shoveling or steamrolling the, them into a specific category as to how we think they should be. No, we have to we have to put them in a position where we're allowing them to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, my kids, I, I don't make them, I, I didn't tell them that they need to be uh, conservative, you know. Uh, uh, so anybody that's listening to this show probably understands by now that I am not, I am not uh, a, a liberal but I'm not a staunch conservative either. I fall somewhere in in, in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, which is the reason for the show. Right. I think um, <laughs> I, I think we got you you and believe in individual rights and keeping right. the government out of your business, right. which and, is the definition of libertarian. Also, right. You know? So you're a libertarian. I you're a libertarian. Mm, I don't know. That you just don't? doesn't fit well with. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm still trying to find jerseys. Like, are you a Packer? Uh, yeah, no, I, I am not a Packer fan. fan. <laughs> I don't watch sports at all, but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people feel powerless because they're like, oh, it's the government. They're, you know, they got voted in, so that's, that's we're stuck with it. Or, or if they don't say anything or don't pay attention, then it's just going to go away. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. This. No. The, the situation we're in now has been building up mm-hmm. for decades, mm-hmm. and it's going to come to a head. And But how it's going to come to a head is up to us. So we can continue to bury our head in the sand mm-hmm. and allow the same things to continue and be perpetuated, or we can stand up collectively and do something about it. Yeah. Even though they don't even realize it's actual tyranny at the point, at this point, mm-hmm. they get so fed up that it will boil over. At some point. At some point. I mean, history repeats itself because nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm only laughing because you, you whispered that. I know. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite um, sayings or memes or whatever. It, because we, we, we don't. We know there are things that have happened in our past that show that this is the direction that we're going in, mm-hmm. you know, and it, a lot of it stems from politics and the people okay. that we elect mm-hmm. to lead us. Now, if you're going to elect somebody to lead you that has misled you in the past, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then why would you think anything changes? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's just, let's just, let's just put it out there. I mean, here's the deal. Our president had, what is it, 27, 47, whatever years in... in, in, in like 38, I think, or okay. something like that. Yeah, okay. 30-something, yeah. Okay. To, 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 our to, current president. Right, mm-hmm. our current president had that many years in, to, 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 to make changes and to do something right for the people. Mm-hmm. And he did absolutely nothing, especially no. for the black community. He harmed the black community more than more than anyone you know mm-hmm. when it comes to you know politicians or whatever okay right. and we allowed this guy to become a freaking our president mm-hmm. thinking that he's going to make any changes well guess what without now, rallies now, without speeches without right now we're in a situation where we're worse off than we were a year ago literally a year ago one mm-hmm. year ago our country 
is now worse off with under under this leadership that we have right now right. than we were just a year ago. So everybody wanted to get the crass, uh, uneloquent person out of office. The orange guy. So that they can put some some half-baked... Anyway. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So it's not a it's not a Republican Democrat thing. It really it just really it's isn't. Not. It, it, we have this guy who did nothing for many years. Even as vice president, as, he right, didn't complete as, the projects he was in charge he of. He was in Congress. He was in the Senate. He was in the vice presidency. He did nothing. And now all of a sudden, as as president, he's going to do something. No, he's doing worse as the as a he's failed in every aspect. Every mm -hmm. aspect, everything he touched turns Economy, to shit. He's like policy. the opposite of Midas. Instead of everything turning to gold, it's turning to shit. Everything he touches. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yep. So are we really going and to And he's embarrassing the crap out of us. Didn't he just... Poop his pants? <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't true. want him to say that's true, that's true, but I do I know I that he... That. Yeah, I do know there was something going he on. He did fall asleep, though. He fell asleep, yeah, he and, fell asleep he, and he, um, what is the word that we use for, uh, we broke wind at, in front of royalty or something. I, I don't know. I try, I've gotten Fart. to, uh, yes. <laughs> so let me ask you this. We all are pretty sure that Biden does not have the cognizance or the mental capacity to run a country, right? I agree. So who's running the country? There's absolutely no way he's actually running the. He's he's, the, he's not running anything. He's no. He's, he's the he's the the. I mean, he's the puppet. Mm -hmm. He's the puppet that they have up there, and he's gonna they're gonna continue to have this puppet. I mean, in, the in executive branch is until he can't think anymore. Right, and we don't even. I mean, with the way technology he's one is one year in office. Mm -hmm. One year. And and this is what he's. This is what's going. This on This is what's already. going on. So we're paying three times. He can't think straight. He can't keep his bodily functions in check. So it's actually Obama that's running the show right now, right? That's that's. What that's that my is. belief. Yeah. I mean, why would an ex president get stay around with his personal advisor Valerie Jarrett? I and people criticize me for this all the time, but I. I believe that Barack Obama's presidency was merely a bullet point on his resume to prove himself to a global leader, such as the WHO or OPEC, or um, that it was just a stepping stone. And now, how do we know he's, a, oh, Trump is a Russian operative and blah, 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 blah. So, and none who of is that, Biden? None of, that, none of that was founded. No, none of it was founded, and now we're just brushing under the rug. Oh, because, but except for mainstream media, of course, we're right. like, yeah, that's the way it goes. Right. Yeah, you know, um, <sighs> and all their investigative reporting. So, I don't feel like we solved any of the world's problems today. Mm -hmm. um, but I, but uh, we never do. And here's the thing: this show is not about solving problems. It's this show is about recognizing being able to have a um, com com communication mm -hmm. and understanding that they, that we have different beliefs, different values, and um, a difference of opinion. However, we don't have to hate each other because of that. No. And there are at least 70% of people who are in America, in the United States, who feel the same way. We just need to get that voice heard. We need to get this show out there so that people can hear. Mm -hmm. We need and, to pick up followers. We can, we can we all to come get... together and start voting the right people into office. Right. And there are other groups just like us that yeah. if we could just all find a way to, to get to together, come to, together, to come together mm -hmm. and recognize that we're, we're the divisiveness a... is coming is not coming from us. Right. It's nope. coming from them. Exactly. And when you realize that it doesn't matter whether it's Republican or Democrat right. or what the political affiliation is, it's truly government right. against the people. We're, we're not, we're not, this is not a conservative show. This is not a liberal show. Mm -mm. Now, do my views lean more towards the middle? You know, like I don't believe in greed, you know, 
but I don't, I don't believe in not, you know, I don't believe in all of these social uh, uh, giveaways or anything like that. You, you know what I mean? So, so you I, don't I, want $450,000 to go to illegal can, can, can I say something that's going to be un, un, unpopular? Sure. As a black person in America, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's in office, I win. How so? If Republicans are in office, they build programs and and uh, uh, have agendas that that uh, they're not necessarily giving anything away, mm-hmm. but they're not actively working against black people, right, to stop us from su- succeeding. And they're putting they're doing tax cuts and they're doing things. That, so an entrepreneur like myself, a black entrepreneur like mm-hmm. myself, can succeed. Right. Okay. So you get a lot of, there's a lot of grants out there and there's a, a right. lot of so, opportunities. And here's the thing. If Democrats are in office and they're giving money away to black people or people of color, guess what? I win. Mm-hmm. So I can take advantage of those. So why those are you guys all still oppressed? Not you. It's not you guys. Or the black community. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whichever, however you why, want to put it. Why? Why is it that? So here's here, here's the thing. Some people in general understand how to take advantage of those subsidies or the things mm-hmm. that are being given away. So if you gave me four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I know how to invest that. Mm-hmm. I know what to do with that money to be able to continue to grow it. So have my money make money. Okay. However, I learned that over time. I learned that through becoming educated. Mm-hmm. I learned that becoming by becoming an entrepreneur, by, by becoming a businessman, by being around people who understand how to how to operate, mm-hmm. how to move money, how to make money grow. Okay. So if you give four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to someone who does not have that ability or that education, that four hundred and fifty thousand dollars is going to circulate back into the the economy. However, that person is going to be broke again next year. Mm. Okay. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they're white, black, or indifferent. I don't care who it is. If you give money to someone who doesn't understand how to spend it, how to invest it, how to make the money work for work for them, they're going to be broke the next year. Right. We can look at all of the statistics of the, the, the uh, people who won the lottery. Or people who became millionaires or billionaires, or Mike Tyson, for example. You know what I mean? The sports, the sports people, the you know basketball players, the football players who've gone behind broke. the music. Right. Was designed, yeah. The whole hey, it was a millionaire, right. whatever. Now right. I own a used car dealership and right. renting a three-bedroom apartment. You know, so mm-hmm. if you give people who don't know how to invest their 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 money properly that type of money, mm-hmm. they're going to end up broke the next year anyway. So long story short, I started this conversation by saying that as a black man, as a black person in the United States today, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter who's in office for me to win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win no matter what. Hmm. And I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, All right. guess what? Hate me for it if you want to. I don't care. I'm going to win no matter who's in office. Because if they're giving stuff away, I know how to take advantage of that mm-hmm. and make it work for me. If they're not giving stuff away, but they're doing tax cuts, you know, they're, they're standing out of the way and they're not actively working against right. me. Guess what? I know how to take advantage and of that too. As a white person, I'm not supposed to be annoyed by that because my ancestors treated your ancestors badly. That's not what I'm saying. But what I, I'm saying okay. is that I'm always going to win. Well... Nice job, Mike. I didn't set the system up. I didn't either. I just played a game. Don't hate the player. <laughs> Don't the hate game. the player. Um, oh, and and I, I get that. And But if that's the case, then why are we bitching about reparations all the time? Where people are upset and or concerned about having reparations because the foundational black American, mm-hmm. okay, uh, has has been left behind when it comes to economic success or economic growth. Okay, um, they most not most. Let me let me rephrase that. There are some people 
who could, if you look at it on a per capita basis, okay, who could be doing a lot better had we not had Black Wall Street, had we not had the, 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 uh, the syphilis situation where they were uh, injecting black people with syphilis to see what's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And, and all of black males died from it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. So if we hadn't had these things happen, black America would be in the same boat as white America at this point. You can't guarantee that. History. Black Wall Street proves it. Okay, we were a very black people at that point in time were extremely successful. Mm-hmm. They were doing very well. They had money. They had wealth. They had, you know, uh, 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 property. They were doing well. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was all burned down and taken away. Burned from to the them. ground. Correct. Nobody is learning about that in school. And and that's the thing. We need to be teaching that, not teaching it as, oh, white people are. And that's are, where we circle back around to critical race theory. The word critical in race theory and the fact that it's that right there says, okay, well, we're going to be critical of the race and how they treated each other or, or the connotation or the perspective that we have of them throughout the decades. And now it still points to, hey, you're at fault because you're white and he's oppressed because he's black. And, and see, if you're teaching that in school. Right. Like, and, and you and I have, I mean, uh, since we had that conversation mm-hmm. on that the podcast, I don't know which number it was, um, you've done more research. And yeah. you, you agree. Yeah. You're, you you kind of come over to well, my side where I'm like, I but. St- I still think American history needs to be taught. I just don't think it needs to be taught in the, in in a perspective mm-hmm. where we're saying that white people are bad mm-hmm. and black people are oppressed. Right. That's, but and that's, that's what needs to be excluded. Right. But and that's the part that people are denying is actually included because that's the part that is subjective and not necessarily written in the textbooks, mm-hmm. but it's how it's taught how, and right. Those are, you know, like in Virginia, when, you know, we had a Republican governor that won Virginia, okay, and he, and I don't know all the, I've been super distracted and busy lately with my own business that I haven't really uh, dug into all the details of that, but the denial that the school system and the education system has as to whether or not critical race theory is part of the curriculum is what is driving a lot of people to fight back because just because it's not in a textbook. Well, well, here's the thing. It's not just white people that are fighting against that. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of black people who are speaking up against it as well because we're not freaking victims. We we don't feel as though we're victims. How are they not just like kicking you down more by saying, that's not the right way to say no, it. I, I, get, um, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's just. How, how are you not continuing how, the perpetuation of oppression? Right. If you keep telling. If you can keep telling black people in general that you're not going to get ahead because of what happened to you in the past. Or because of what happened right. to your ancestors in the past. Yeah. You're never going to get ahead. And you're it's all the fault of their and ancestor, and the and guy and that sends the kid that's sitting right next right. to you. It's his ancestor's fault. Right. Whether it, whatever. Right. Um, and so that and is it, it, no, perpetuates just, the hate. It's not just his ancestor's fault. It's his fault mm-hmm. because his ancestors did such an X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we're, we're, we're continuing this divide Mm-hmm. situation where we're end. dividing people and we're teaching kids this we're teaching kids that it's okay to uh to to be racist when it comes to the way critical race theory is being right. taught so now i understand because you said something about well why don't we change the name of critical race theory in this study i don't think we need to change the name i just think we need to have a specific way that it's being taught we need to say, hey, this is the history of America. Just like we talk about the gold rush. Mm-hmm. Right? We say Why does it have to be gold- called critical race theory, a critical race anything? It should be considered American history. American history. Civics. I agree. 
American, this, this is what happened in America. White people came over from, 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 uh, you know, Anglo-Saxon white people came over from England. Mm-hmm. They get away from conquered, the queen. um, uh, America. Okay. By, 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 by taking over the Indians land, the, the American Indians. Right. Uh, or I feel like it was, maybe they showed or, up and there they, was a little self-defense going on there and they just happened to be the stronger. They were the stronger race and they took over. Okay, guess what? It happens to it, it, in the Bible. It happened in in history. Right. It happened. Everybody <laughs> takes over eventually. It happens. Okay, and it just so happens in history. In our recent history, it happened to be white people that did it. Okay, mm-hmm. then the white people decided, hey, you know what? We want to we want to uh, 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 cultivate this land. We want to farm this land. You know, we don't want to do it ourselves. So what are we gonna do? Oh, guess what? The the Spaniards are selling uh, slaves. Let's buy a couple of slaves. And then they decided, hey, you know what? Guess what? We could cut the Spaniards out and we just go get our own slaves. So they ran out to Africa and started taking their own slaves. First mm-hmm. they were buying them. Then they just started taking people. Okay? Mm-hmm. They brought them on boats and they brought them across here and they took it. Yeah, it's history. It's what happened. It is not what is going on today. Right. Not in this country anyway. There are still no, no. There's probably still some sex slavery and stuff. Um, but that's a uh, subject for another show. Yes, it is. You know, Mike, when we started this show, I think we were both not as much on the same plane about a lot of the conversations mm-hmm. that we were having. Mm-hmm. But I really feel as we've gone along this path of um, and with the podcast that our conversations have kind of brought a better understanding for each of us right. as to what the other side thinks or feels. Right. And do you agree? I, I absolutely agree. So I think when we started this off, you know, if we have to put this on a scale, you know, you, you were far, not far right, but you were, you know, uh, 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 let's just put it on a scale of a one to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one being, uh, uh, staunch, uh, uh, liberal, a uh, hundred being staunch uh, re- uh, Republican. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were probably at uh, maybe seventy, seventy, and mm-hmm. I was probably at the 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 forty thirty mm-hmm. you know line. Mm-hmm. I think you and I, based on the conversations that we've had and the research that we've done and the understanding that we've gained from one another, mm-hmm. I think we've come more closer. So that I don't think we're both either one of us at fifty percent. No, but I think we've come closer only because we respect one another, mm-hmm. and we listen to one another, and we accept the opinions of our listeners, like like Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, who oh not listeners, excuse me, our guest, like Tracy and Jenny. They came on mm-hmm. and they they said a few things that is like, oh. you know what? I never thought of it that way. Right. And that's you know? the purpose of this show, mm-hmm. entirely the purpose mm-hmm. of this show, to let people see both sides of things right. and recognize that there is another side of the story. Mm-hmm. And of course, form your own opinions, but Absolutely. at least give you the opportunity of not being uh, stuck only hearing it from the way right or the way left. Well, here, here's the thing. Like Tracy said, you know, we, we tend to gravitate towards people who believe what we believe. Right. And we, we sit and we have conversations with these people. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's like a, it's like a, 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 a rally, you know, where, yeah, this is what we believe and this is how it is. Right. And we, we don't reach out to people who think differently than us in order to hear what they have to say. Right. And that's what this show is about. You know, you're on this side, I'm on this side. We're listening to one another. We're hearing one another out. Mm-hmm. We're doing our research to find out, hey, you know, is this true? Right. Is this what's really like critical race theory in the beginning? I was like, hey, I was staunch about no, this needs to be taught. When I researched it and understood how it's being taught, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I'm like are you kidding me? We're teaching black people that we're, we're inferior. Mm-hmm. We're teaching white people that you're bad. You're, you're garbage because of what you, you know, because I'm of like, your color. 
No, because of what your ancestors did. Right. You know, I'm like, no, this is this is not the way. Should critical race theory be taught? Absolutely. We should teach the history of America. Right. But in a way that that we're not oppressing anyone or making anyone feel as though that they're bad. But long story short, like you said, we started this conversation off to say that we're, we're coming together. Mm-hmm. But that's what the show is about. Right. And we're not trying to change anybody anybody's no. mind. We're just trying no. to have a conversation that, you know, um, oh, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, seeing it from two different perspectives. And hopefully everybody that listens agrees. And uh, we'd love your comments. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'm Mike Sewell. I'm Amy Alexander. Please like, subscribe, share, and comment. No doubt.